Hello and welcome to Toy Therapy. I am your host, Dr. Modern Toy Fair, and I am joined by my YouTube wife, the man who founded the Necaluminati, Mrs. Dr. Modern Toy Fair, Jamar underscore games, along with the man Modern Toy Fair has majority custody over, one third of the Figuratively Speaking podcast, Nurse Nate. And this is the very first episode of Toy Therapy. So the way the show works is we ask our guests a handful of questions to find out what and why they collect the toys they collect. And on our first episode, we have the pleasure of interviewing Nate. So welcome to the couch, Nate. Um, we're, we're just going to, you know, we're going to start off strong here. So I, this is probably going right. to be a long one. Uh, what okay. toy lines do you collect oh, and boy. like what draws you to them specifically? This is, I, I helped critique on these questions and I'm still taken aback by this one. This is a big one. <laughs> um, so I got to think about like where I kind of started from and, and where I ended up. So, you know, let's go all the way back. 1982. Christmas. I received He-Man and Skeletor. It all starts there. I was four years old. And it all began. But skipping ahead most of the way, um, I am currently uh, collecting still so much. But it really starts with like the NECA style uh, movie figures and that that seven inch scale stuff. It really started with the McFarlane. Everybody talking McFarlane here. Movie maniacs. That's what really as more of a quote unquote adult, because I think I was like 20 at the time that those things started. And so uh, that really you know, got that going. And obviously McFarland, everybody talking McFarland here, stepped away from it at one time, but you know, NECA really picked it up. So I started really um, buying in with cult classics and when they were doing those lines and then they started expanding to full lines and now they're doing ultimates. That's still probably the biggest part of my collection. So um, then with that uh, Star Wars is uh, the other big one. So, you know, I've been collecting Star Wars since I've been a kid. And uh, I can't remember now that I, I said that story. I can't remember if it was the Christmas. I think it was the Christmas I actually got Chewbacca and Yoda was my first action figures. Because then I think it was the following year I got uh, He-Man and Skeletor. So, but that, those are true random, stories. random, like, two first characters. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense, no. Though. Makes sense. I mean, if you're buying for a little kid, um, I don't even know at that point if I'd even seen Empire Strikes Back. Um, so they probably were just like, this guy looks awesome because he's tiny. And let's yeah. offset that cost because this guy's twice as big as the other guy. So, <laughs> and he's, so, I mean, yeah, they are random. Um, but I, I, I remember being super excited about them. I don't remember if I knew who they were, um, but I was excited. So, I mean, Star Wars has been with me since then. So I, I, I collected the Kenner figures when I was a kid, my brother and I, my brother, who's four years older than me, um, you know, he was into that stuff too. So, um, you know, we were collecting the Kenner figures, and then when Kenner brought them back in 95, I was buying those, and I was keeping those carded, those Power of the Force figures with the orange cards and the green cards, and I, I would pin them up on my wall. I didn't. I kept them carded, and I, I pinned them on my wall in order as they came out, um, which was kind of like my first foray into, like, like my wall setup, because this was, at you know, my bedroom at when I lived at home, and it mm -hmm. was like... You know, I had all three, you know, movie posters up and then I had all these figures around them and it was a cool display. It really was. Um, 
you know, but those eventually faded away and I was collecting whatever was out, but now it's the black series. So I've pretty much kind of left three and three quarter inch behind with the exception of a few small sub collections that kind of revolve around like the HasLab stuff that comes out or the Mandalorian. Um, so, you know, that's probably my, my other big one. Um, and then GI Joe has been also a big thing for me as a kid, you know, all of this stuff really stems back to being a kid. Once a Toys R Us kid, always a Toys R Us kid. Um, but, you know, I'm collecting the classified now as I collected all the 80s figures. Um, I didn't stay with it a ton during like the 25th anniversary era of like those modern re-releases. I have some, but I didn't go crazy on those. Um, so that, and then of course, Masters of the Universe, and then Transformers. There's a little bit of Doctor Who in there oh, uh, yeah. still when when they release things. Um, and then, of course, Ninja Turtles. So, um, oh, yeah, Marvel Legends. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. So. <laughs> <laughs> forgot one of the biggest lines out there. <laughs> yep, yep, forgot one of the biggest ones, yeah. So, and that one was even kind of weird because, like, right when Figuratively Speaking was starting the podcast the other podcast that i that i'm on uh, or was on at this point uh it's supposed to be coming back but we'll mention that later but um very early on in that i was only collecting the mcu figures and i got frustrated at some point i can't remember why and i just decided to get out of that so i got rid of them all and then i was doing the marvel select movie figures because i was like well i'll get them in seven inch but, you know, Marvel Select would put out, what, two or three a year? Yeah, they don't do meanwhile, a lot. Yeah, no. You know, meanwhile, Hasbro's pumping out, you know, waves, you know, of like at least three or four movie figures in them and, and stuff like that. So then I just kind of decided, why not just collect Marvel Legends? Like, all of them. Because Yeah, that was it. Because the frustration was when I would want an MCU Build-A-Figure, I'd have to buy all these other figures I didn't want or... You know, so I basically talked myself into just wanting them all. So then every purchase was not a disappointment and there was nothing to be frustrated at. So, um, Makes so sense. yeah, yeah, does it, <laughs> does it, uh, and I mean, I've, you know, uh, so that one has been fun though. Cause, um, it's definitely, I mean, I've always been a comic fan. I was a DC fan for the longest time, especially in like high school and college and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I always liked Marvel, but, you know, getting into the MCU figures was a great gateway to then kind of reach out and go back and look at other stuff. And some of these figures, you know, one or two of them in a wave that I don't really know will kind of lead me into maybe checking out, you know, some of the stories or something like that. So um, I think that's all of them, maybe, maybe with a random Super 7 line or something in there somewhere, but... Um, oh yeah, Godzilla. I do like. Oh, Godzilla. Yeah, I can't forget about the the, the big thick he's, side. I'm just dude. looking behind me. Yeah, Dragon. he's literally on my shoulder there. Um, <laughs> so, but there's not up until this point where the the minute that we are recording, there is not a um, consistent line of Godzilla coming oh, yeah, out. Yeah. NECA had released some, so you know I have those. Those fit in with my NECA figures, obviously. Um, so. Technically, I don't collect any one main Godzilla line, but I'm hoping that'll be the case with Super 7. Oh, f fingers crossed, for sure. 
Um, so I, I do have a, a follow-up question here with the mm-hmm. Marvel Legends. So you mentioned that, mm-hmm. you know, it started with the MCU stuff and then you got out of it. Does that mean that you, you didn't do the, the Toy Biz line at all? Um, I was buying them. I started with Spider-Man Classics or spider yeah, I think they were called Spider-Man Classics. It was like around like 1999, 2000 or something like that. I had a few of those. And when Marvel Legends actually started with Toy Biz, I kind of bailed. Six Inch wasn't what I was into at the time. <laughs> um, I think more I was into the NECA stuff and I just wasn't interested. And so I never got into those big time and I've never gone back to them because I wanted to keep it more consistent so i kind of started really with what they called the infinity collection i think it was or the infinity i I don't know it was when uh the winter soldier came out Mm -hmm. that line of marvel legends kind of started a higher quality just the the bucks were better Mm -hmm. um the articulation was done better it wasn't those ball socket legs and stuff like that so that's really like my cutoff point i don't tend to go back uh, past that unless it's like a favorite character of mine like i do have a couple of older she hulks and things like that um, and a random captain america here and there just because i really like those makes sense um because yeah I, I i remember like there was a huge like uprising of people being like oh man toy biz isn't doing them anymore and the hasbro ones the first few waves were really bad and they were and to the point where they people were. were getting out of it and um, it, it does feel like that, yeah, around that time is when it kind of was a, a pivotal moment for the Hasbro Marvel mm-hmm. Legends where it turned around. People started to really get into it. Um, with, yep. with He-Man, was that something where it was just consistent throughout life? Or was there a period where you, like, stopped and came back? Or That's a great question. I know. Um, so, no, I did not stay consistent with it, much to my wallets uh problem um i uh i was you know pretty into it you know as a kid and i stayed with it up until like i really couldn't find anything in store so i have like some pretty rare stuff um in the grand scheme not like super rare but like more of the you know the more rare pieces in the the end of the line i was still buying them I, i had no idea until years later that these were hard to get or not out for very long or something like that but i definitely went away with it um until like when the 2000x cartoon started and when the toy line came out i started buying them but that was also i think it was in 2002 i had just moved out on my own and i was like i can't really afford these so i ended up like getting rid of them and not staying with it and then when classics started that was such a nightmare to order from so that was a maddiecollector.com only type thing mm-hmm. and you had to be on the website at a certain time it's it's it was basically like NECA san diego um anxiety every month oh yeah i, I vaguely remember Cause that because didn't they also show up yeah. at like randomly like big lots or something like that yes yes because i remember i bought <laughs> um i found adora which is the um you know, secret identity of She-Ra. I found an Adora figure at Big Lots and I bought it because I just, because I, I always liked the She-Ra character mm-hmm. um, and they never made an Adora before. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And it was only like seven ninety nine or something like that. And I left it in the box. I don't even know what happened to it. The Adora I have now is not that one. So something happened to it. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, but yeah, like those were awful. And so that's why I've been like, I, I never really intended to get that line. I just kind of lucked, 
kept lucking into some, uh, but I have paid for it out the ass and I'm really hoping that I can kind of be done for those for a while. Yeah. I thought that is a very deep rabbit hole to go down, especially if you yes. like quit and come back. Um, cause I yeah. knew, I, cause we had talked cause obviously you're a part of the modern toy fair family and you're mm-hmm. there for weekly purchases. So go check us out on Twitch every Wednesdays. Um, it's a he, good time. You had that big Motu oh, purchase last week. So yes, I was, yes. I wasn't sure if that was strictly just, you missed out on them or if it was a period in time where you're like, I can't do it. And, and then came back. It later. was a lot. It was that too. It was definitely that too, because I, you know, the, the subscriptions that you were expected to get um, were expensive. Um, the figures themselves were, were pretty pricey and I was not in a, in a situation financially. Um, you know, at the time I had a really young kid and um, you know, I wasn't doing as well, you know, and it was, it was tough. So, you know, those, those were things where you're like, sorry, and you make up for it later on. And so that's where I'm at now. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I know probably a lot. Oh of my God. <laughs> I forgot probably also one of the biggest ones, which is Dragon Ball. Oh so, yeah. I didn't uh... even think about, about that at all, especially knowing you like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And, and I, so uh, with that, I, I know that you have that large mm-hmm. collection of the old figures mm-hmm. and I, I, I know that you didn't, you didn't have those from when they first came out. Cause I think you've told me this, that you've had to like, go yeah. and find them. Yeah. So this, I have this, I have the complete super battle collection from uh, Bandai. Um, that was the Japanese releases. They came in these awesome cardboard boxes with a, a window on the front and they were all numbered. Um, they have articulated arms and that's it. Oh yeah. Like there's the leg movement. There's no leg movement. There's so no, they're borderline there's like full on McFarlane nineties figures. Yep, like, yeah. But yeah, so they are, to me, they're just, they're, they're an amazing oddity of, you know, figures one, cause the, the character selection is great, but, mm-hmm. and the boxes are awesome. Plus they're numbered, which I'm a huge sucker for. <laughs> um, but what happened was, is that early on, Irwin was who had the license in the US was re-releasing those figures just on cards, their mm-hmm. cards. And I was buying them. And a friend of mine, he was like, Oh, I, you know, I'm a huge fan, so I'm just gonna get the Japanese figures. And I was like, Oh, awesome. So he got all these Japanese figures and all, you know, they're, they're the same as the ones that I have, but like, you know, they uh they just were from Japan. I said they came they came from the source. Right. So and that was cool. But then he decided he wanted to open them all. And he's like, Do you want the boxes? And I was like, Yeah. So like I think it was like probably like for the first, you know, fifteen or something. And there's like forty of them total because it goes into GT and stuff like that. Um so that's what got me started on them. And then yeah, I ended up buying a collection. Do you guys know that I'm trying to play with my dog at the same time <laughs> it's it's that it's it's something yeah <laughs> yeah um... there we go there you go buddy <laughs> all right oh man god i love uh, surprise guest appearances uh... you do you do but yeah uh, i can't believe i almost forgot that because then that also includes sh figure arts now so that's yeah part which of my I, modern I, I i can't believe that i especially knowing you the one person yeah. who i can talk about yeah. dragon ball with it, like completely forgot to be like oh yeah you forgot yep. that um yep. so yeah that happens 
I guess that raises the question of in between, because obviously there was a there was a huge kind of time where there wasn't really any good like Dragon Ball like representation of right. toy shelves between the like when the series ended in the mm-hmm. states and like uh, GT finished and everything, and when right. figure arts started to do their uh, their line. So, like, is that like? What made you dis- – did you just decide, oh, figure arts, new Dragon Ball figures? Or was there the articulation of selling point? What kind of got you to really Oh, deep dive okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I – when they initially started, um, I was like, oh, those are amazing. But I looked at the price and I was like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And I legitimately just didn't understand. I didn't I didn't have one. I didn't see them. Um, and so, like, I, Frieza had come out. And then I, I remember I put in an order for Goku and through big bad and then i ended up canceling it because i saw how big it was i didn't know how big they were mm-hmm. and i thought for that price they should have been like i thought they were like yeah. this big or something like that so then when i saw how small they were i'm like i'm not doing that that's dumb um and then by that point super had started and then i was like oh man i really wish there was new figures and then a friend of mine i was helping him move and he was he was really into it and he was doing customizing and stuff and he had a super saiyan god super saiyan goku um from super yeah he had an extra one it just it didn't include the the black haired head so it was just the blue and but it had everything else and he's like you can have it thanks for helping me and i was like oh this is awesome so you know i take it home and i'm playing with it and that just opened up the floodgates and i i tried to get what i could of um what was you know out there at the time but of course i had missed out on all like the the san diego exclusive Mm. anime colors um i had missed out on krillin i had missed out on the uh, android 17 and 18 but i did you know tend to get a lot of the stuff that was out at the time which did include things like weiss and Beerus, which are now, you know, extra pricey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I got so you. now I'm full deep into that. <laughs> I, I feel it. Because, yeah, I, I I mean, like I said, me and, you're the one person I can talk about, about Dragon Ball yeah. and, and the figures and stuff. Yeah. And I, 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 not going to lie, I did not realize that I had started the first time around collecting the figure arts figures before you did. Yeah, I was yeah. late to the game, but I got in right when 17 and 18 came out. So I got those. Nice. I got 17 for retail and I had gone back and paid the insane amount for the Piccolo for the with the anime colors. Um, just Yo, I was like, yeah. that's my favorite character. And that was like one of the best fight scenes, in my opinion, from the show is them two. So I was like, I have to at least have those two. And then I, I yep. gotten like, you know, a few others here and there. But then I, you know, purged a bunch of stuff to make room for other stuff and didn't make the cut. And here we are today spending a bunch of money and even going to be live streaming us struggling to get Comic-Con exclusives soon. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've been collecting uh, Dragon Ball for over 20 years now, which is crazy because... Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's, I feel like it's it got to be longer than that, though, because the the older figures, I mean, Grand, you didn't get them until after the fact. Those came out early 90s, didn't they? Uh, no. Well, I mean, in in Japan, yes. Mm-hmm. But, like, the Irwin stuff that I was buying, it was 99. I know, because it's really weird, because it lines up with right around the same time I met my wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was at the same place I bought the Dragon Ball toys, because we both worked at Toys R Us. Um, so, you know, those two are kind of like locked together, even though she's not a big fan. Uh, I kind of associate that, that that's how long I've, you that know, I've been into Dragon Ball. So, yeah, I, I think I, I think the reason why I think it was longer is just because the place where I had got them 
um, mm-hmm. was a place that I think imported them because they had like yeah. a bunch of like oddities and like older stuff. Um, and they had a huge selection of Dragon Ball stuff. So I'd always like go in and they were crazy expensive, but I was like a kid. So I was like, allowance, I don't care. Um, yeah, because I think those super battle collections started coming around around 92, 93 mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. So that, that's like 20 years. I mean, that just means 2000. Like that's not long ago. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes more sense now. Um, move, moving on, though. So you named off a lot of lines that you do collect. So the, the mm-hmm. question is, what's a line that you absolutely refuse? You will never buy a figure from that line. You know, it's it's funny, like. I, I can't say that there's anything that I would absolutely refuse to buy. Um, I'm not a wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I don't buy wrestling figures. But, you know, I, I can't ever say that I wouldn't because, like, absolutely, am I going to go on to Mattel Creations tomorrow and try to get that Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah. Holy, what is that? That's Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> not because it's a wrestling figure, but because it's Sergeant Slaughter. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I, I I probably a couple years ago would have said Transformers, um, <laughs> but honestly, I'm having such a good time with them. Um, and as even I said, you know, last week I you know originally wasn't going to buy any more Fortnite because that was the one thing my wife gave me shit over, and yet I still bought a Fortnite figure for her. So uh, I I don't know. I can't you know even stuff like the Mego stuff I don't care for, mm-hmm. um, but I still have one or two of random, you know, characters that have come out. Um, I have Lego that I, you know, you buy a Lego set here and there for something. That was something I never thought that, you know, I would get into. Um, So I don't know that ultimately I can say for sure that there is one line that I will absolutely stay away from. It would have to be, I don't know. I, all right. Well, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that there Nate, is Nate's one. the never say never guy. Never. Yeah. Never yeah, say I never, can't. Nate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, probably wouldn't buy any Apex Legends. Wink. But I don't know. I Apex can't. Apex Legend Mobile come out. Like, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Like there's there's no telling what could happen. And the only reason I bring that up is because I don't really know much about it other than it's a game. You know. <laughs> It's not a game. It's a way of life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, though, with that, like, I got to stay away from things that become a way of life because, I mean, uh, I already have way too many. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, which that's a great segue into the next question. Um, so you've kind of mm-hmm. touched on, on different parts of this one already, but let's get a little more into it. So um, do you have any lines that you only collect certain figures of or are you like straight completionists all the way? Um. Mm. so many ways to answer this but um there are definitely things that i do like a character focus on so one would be harley quinn i have a lot of harley figures and i do tend to um just cherry pick things here and there like the only times i've gotten full lines of things with with also her and it was like you know mattel suicide squad figures which i end up being the rest of those but i am going to get mcfarland's everybody todd mcfarland here uh ones for the new movie including the Harley, but, um, that those are, those are some, you know, random times that I get on most of the time when they release a figure in a wave, that's the only one that I'm going to get. So that one is definitely for sure a character, you know, that I will get generally 
anytime that there's a figure released, unless it's something I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that I'm a total completionist because I, you know, there might be ones I don't, I don't have or didn't know about, or things have gotten, you know, too pricey or something like that. And so I'll just let those go. You know, if I come across them, great. If I get a good deal on them, even better. But you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna freak out over that. And I've definitely tried to scale back at that overall. Try not to, you know, panic over getting certain things. I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. Um, but also, even though I collect a lot of Star Wars anyway, I, I do. I do get a lot of Boba Fett's, mm-hmm. um, even like additional ones, maybe some scales that I don't collect or um, even lines. Like even like I'll get like the little kid, you know, two inch ones or like there was that Galaxy of Adventures. I made sure to get the Boba Fett for that. Um, so those are probably the, the only two characters, though, that I'm really focused on. Um, generally with other lines, um, it's it's maybe a few characters or, you know, more times than not, it's the whole wave, especially when it comes to Marvel Legends, because I want to build the build figure. <laughs> I say I feel like Marvel Legends was the, like one of the few that you you probably a hundred percent. But I also know that mm-hmm. you have a you have a tendency to be like, do I need it? No. Yeah. But then you get it anyway. So I, I was yeah yeah. Uh, I was just like that will, that, that will also where's that happen. line in the sand of, of like yeah, like one of the things I've definitely done is. So like when the when the GI Joe Collectors Club was releasing, um, you know their their, you know figures for the figure subscription service, and I was getting those because I, I really liked some of the a lot of the stuff that the club did. So if I got a figure and it used a very similar mold or it was exactly the same mold as another GI Joe figure that I knew was kind of like rare or you know going for a lot, I would tend to like just keep that one mm-hmm. the the fan club one. And then, you know, sell off the regular one if I had the same mold. And I've definitely stayed away from multiples of the same mold in Transformers, too. Um, you know, they they do a lot of repaints mm, for oh, yeah. different, like, Japanese characters and stuff. And you got to – it becomes too overwhelming, you know. Being a completionist is fun for some things, but mm, it can be killer. <laughs> oh, yeah. It will murder your wallet and – Mm-hmm. And you'll have to you'll have to buy a bunch of boxes from your friends to to live in. That <laughs> mm-hmm. cardboard house. Uh, <laughs> so now I, I feel like we already kind of know the answer to this question just from you know mm-hmm. you, some of the stuff you've mentioned. But are there any like what lines do you keep met on card versus what figures do you open? And when you open them, what do you do with all your accessories and even the boxes at that point? Because that, okay. that's a lot of space. Yeah. So um, there are a few lines that I've that I have kept carded over the time. And there's a few things that I do also keep carded. So the only real like historical line that I have that's completely carded is I do. It's going back to Dragon Ball. Um, I do have not only the complete Super Battle collection, but then I have all of uh, when Irwin started making their own molds Mm -hmm. and doing their own figures. I have a complete run of the mainline Irwin Dragon Ball figures, which ran from like, I don't know, 2001 or 2002 to like 2004. And then Jax took over and I, I kept up with that for quite a while. Um, I didn't go, I got like two line, two waves into GT um, and a couple waves into Z and I got the one wave of Dragon Ball that they did. Um, and then things just kind of got 
Jax was releasing too much and it was really hard to get for a while. Um, so, but really it came out of a, a necessity because I was living in an apartment at the time and I just didn't have space. So they just went up on a wall. <laughs> so, you know, I just like pinned them up against the wall cause I wasn't going to live there. I didn't care what holes were in the wall. Um, so, you know, and then it just stayed that way. They just ended up staying carded and I was like, oh, they just look great. And then especially it was awesome once, you know, SH figure arts came along and I had these great ones to open. Um, but that's the main thing. Um, everything else I, I tend to open unless it's like, for instance, the, they do like a special, like kind of like a, a retro carded style of something. So mm. like when star Wars did those ones on like, even the black series on those large, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kenner style cards, like I don't get all of them, but I'll get a few of my favorite characters that I really dig. Um, like they did all the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, or not all of them, did several of them in their, you know, old Kenner colors on the Kenner card. And I was like, I got to keep these carded. They just look so cool. Um, so things like that, I definitely do. I got that NECA Batman that they released a couple years oh, back. Oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, it was from like the Dark Knight collection that Kenner mm-hmm. did. So, yeah, those I definitely will keep carded. Um, everything else gets opened. Very few boxes then get saved. Um, I, I tend to recycle everything that I can, um, you know, Marvel Legends stuff, this stuff all gets broken down and gets recycled. Um, so I don't keep any of those boxes. I do keep super seven boxes just because one, they're nice. And two, you know, when I kick it and my kid needs to sell them, you know, they're a little bit more attractive, put them everything back in the box and, and there you go. Um, I can't bring myself to get rid of those. I was keeping all my NECA ultimates boxes for the longest time mm-hmm. um, just because they had like cool movie poster art. But then what I started doing was just, just taking a razor and s- cutting off the front hmm. and just getting rid of the box. So um, when it comes to the accessories though, this is where ultimately it, it just, it gets ratcheted up a notch as far as a nerd level, because I will take them. So say for instance, like this is my red skull that I just recently opened. So this, all these extra hands, so I got his extra hands and I've got, you know, an extra head and I will put them in an appropriate sized Ziploc bag that I buy at Walmart that are specially for like crafts mm-hmm. and such. And then I will make a label that prints out. So I have a printed label. Someone has mixed an amazing Spider-Man in with the Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man series. This will not stand. And it says, you know, the it says Hasbro, Marvel Legends. It would say Zenmu Wave Red Skull. And it would have all that information and it would be then put in that little baggie, closed up, shut, put in what I buy is called sweater boxes, which are these little Tupperware containers. And then I will put a sticker or a logo on the front of it that has like Marvel Legends or X-Men or Avengers or Star Wars or whatever. And then it all gets cataloged that way. Because I'll tell you, you think you're going to remember who these four green uh, hands belong to, but you won't. You won't. You won't. And so, yeah, I have to keep that organized because one, I do know I'm not going to live forever and somebody's going to get stuck with all this crap. Um, And then, you know, it has to be easily, you know, figured out at some point. And as well, if I do part with something or decide to sell something or trade something, it's really then easy to then, you know, just pull out that box, go through really quick because I try to bag them then up in like, you know, in with waves and, you know, 
characters and things like that. That way everything is together and it's easily as accessible as it can be. I would not go lie. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a level of organization that I do not apply to anything else in my life. Like my work. No, nope. Sorry. I don't put that much time into it. I put way more time into organizing and taking care of my, you know, accessories and toys. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. Fingers crossed your boss never watches this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So so now if, if, if our viewers have tuned in to Wednesday weekly purchases, they may already know this story, but just for the sake of, you know, the, the couch and, you know, toy therapy, what Mm -hmm. is your Holy grail figure? And, do you have it or are you still trying to get it? Yeah. So it's, it's weird. I had two Holy grails, uh, over time. So, um, the most recent one I just acquired and I really don't try to use that term very often because it really should be for these items that are just almost untangible. Um, and the first one and the more, well, the more recent one was the masters of the universe, classic scare glow. And, you know, that one, I, I talked about it on Wednesday Night Purchases. Um, that's an ex- not only is it an expensive figure, but it's just not that common. You know, there's just, I guess there's just not that many of them. Um, you know, the character was always, it was one of those later figures that I talked about earlier. Um, and I had no idea how rare it was until when I had the original, you know, the whole thing was is that he glows. And so, I, you know, I would always set him by a light. Well, I remember one time a friend of mine was over and I, you know, set it up in my lamp. And then, you know, later on, my mom's like, I think I smell something burning. It's because I'm melted, isn't it? I disgust you. And so, like, we go into the room and Scareglow has literally melted to oh, the light bulb. No. And I was like, I, you know, I was crushed, you know, because that was like my, one of my favorite characters. And, you know, years later, I was like, well, I need to replace that because that's awesome. And I was like, holy shit this is expensive. And then the classics <laughs> version was super expensive as well. It was just, it was so hard to get. So I never expected to get it. And if I was going to put a big chunk of change into it, I honestly would rather have the one that looks better and I can display better. Mm-hmm. So you'd think that I want the the original one back, but mm, it's still a vintage He-Man figure at the end of the day. And those aren't great to display. Oh, you flatter me, Comet Keeper. Uh, so I definitely wanted that classic. So I was able to pick it up at a, at a local store. I mean, I did pay for it, not as badly as I could have. And so that was, you know, pretty awesome. My first one and the first one that I ever acquired was the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, the USS Flag. And so as a as a vintage G.I. Joe fan, you know, this is something I never had as a kid. It was a seven and a half foot long aircraft carrier playset i mean they don't they don't make this stuff anymore oh, I mean, this is the kind of this is the, the things that guys my age are like why can't hasbro you know remake the flag and it's like <laughs> you're an idiot because toys are never gonna like be like this again so you have to go back and you have to get these things um i always wanted this thing as a kid who who as a kid wouldn't want this awesome playset that's seven and a half feet long that's bigger than you would have been at the yeah. time i mean it's just it was amazing 
Um, it was a hundred bucks at the time in 1985 when it, or 80. Yeah. I think it was 85 when it came out, but it was a hundred bucks back then. That was outrageous. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's expensive. And, uh, you know, I never had it as a kid and, um, it was pretty funny because I was like, I I was just kind of always looking for one. And, And part of the problem with it is that it's so big and some of the pieces are so massive and you can't break them down any further. So they're really expensive to ship. And so, you know, eBay is not always a great option for that. But I just happened to be looking. This was, this had to be pre-2011 or 2013 because I was still working for Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got on eBay and I was looking and there was one that was only going for like, at the time, like 100 and. Uh, 50 bucks and I was like wow that's that's actually pretty cheap and I was looking it over and it was mostly complete um, it didn't have the the walkie-talkie thing and the bullhorn and it was missing a couple pieces from the top but it did have what was called the rear uh, deck rail which is one of the hardest pieces to get mm-hmm. I probably could pull it off there and sell it for like 300 bucks now Damn. but you know um <laughs> But uh, it was only it wasn't going that much. And I was like, oh, how much is it to ship? And it said, you know, it it would depend on location. And I was like, well, where is this located? And I look at it and it says, you know, my city in my state. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? That's some fate right there. And yeah, so I, you know, I messaged the guy and I was like, hey, you know, just want to know if it's cool if I do local pickup. And he's like, yeah, that's great if you win. And it was going to end the next day. So, um, you know, I I went to, I was working that next day and I remember I was like, uh, like, you know, I'm watching this auction go down and I'm like, I need to go somewhere where I can be private. So I ran into the, the bathroom and I'm in there and I'm just watching this thing. And it's only like, it went up to like 200. And I waited until like, I don't know, like, you know, four or five seconds left. And I, you know, I, I'd already told my wife, I was like, I, I, I like, I like just flopped the iPad in front of her and I was like, look, and she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. And she's like, okay. Cause she knew how much <laughs> I wanted one. She's like, how much are you going to go for? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe like 400 or something like that. Um, but I ended up like at the last, you know, six seconds or whatever, I put a $500 bid on it. And I locked it in and it ended up only going for like a little over three. That's not so at all. Right. Uh, right. And, you know, one of my good friends was working there at the time. Sorry, Michael, it wasn't you. Uh, but my good friend Chris was working there and he like he had just gotten there. Like he was like he was like a half hour into a shift. And I was like, let's go to lunch and pick up my USS flag because he had a pickup truck. And he's like. Okay, so we, you know, we took off and we took like a lunch and we drove down. The guy was like, I don't know, two miles from my house. It was insane. That's, that's great. He had this massive like you know pole building full of toys and stuff. It was crazy. Damn. It was nuts. So, but that's how I have my flag, which I still have. Um, it's a pain in the ass because uh, it is seven and a half feet long. Yeah. <laughs> um, it takes up some major real estate, but. You know, it's one of those things I'll never get rid of it. You know, it's one of those few ones that because I never had it as a kid and ultimately I wanted it so bad that that when I got it, I was happy with it. Um, You know, I got a Terror Drone, which is a G.I. Joe um, vehicle or playset as well as a Cobra playset. I ended up selling it. I never had it as a kid and I I wanted it and I had it for a while and it was cool. 
Um, but you know, I, I decided ultimately it, you know, I just didn't need to keep it. And so I, you know, sold it and, you know, I, I'll keep the flag though. Yeah. I don't blame you at all. Especially like something yeah. that's, that's hard to find. Um, ironically, I do remember that happening. I'm pretty sure that's when we worked together. It was just back then you didn't. Oh like yeah. Me, so, uh, you probably. That's why I wasn't yeah. that, that person that uh, <laughs> right, decided to right. talk well, to. Well, you probably at the time worked for me, and yeah. anyone who's ever had that knows that that doesn't go well. <laughs> oh man! Well, that that's it. That's that's you know our first session is over. We we got to to get Ooh. to know why Nate collects the things he does and some of the oh. rather interesting habits he has. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So please make sure if uh, you want to, you know, stay current with us, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Modern Toy Fair. We'll give you updates and announcements on shows. Plus, I post a bunch of pictures of toys on there as well. Uh, please make sure to like and subscribe if you want more toy therapy, weekly reviews, and just general toy talk. Um, I, I will say if you are an audio-only listener, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're on. Spotify, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of them. Just, just you know, give us a subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends, tell your grandma, you know, get the word out there. Have everyone come join us on the couch. Uh, of course, please make sure to follow my co-hosts. I mean, we've got Jamar with Why Are You a Gamer, where he talks to people in the gaming community on why they're gamers. And then we have Nate over at Figuratively Speaking, where they talk toys and argue about what toys should come out next. And, of course, go follow them on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Um, But thank you for watching, and don't forget to come sit on the couch.